Hey y'all, I'm Reese, and welcome to Making Meaning. Making Meaning is a podcast by the Cohere Collective and is here to help guide you along your path to make meaning in a way that makes sense for you. This week, I am joined by the wonderful Dr. Layla Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle is a functional medicine practitioner and she has a brick and mortar office here in Dallas, Texas, where you can receive chiropractic, Reiki energy healing, ion detox foot baths, lymphatic drainage circuits, all sorts of really, really cool therapies that are in the functional wellness space. But she also has a vast array of offerings online, including a new six-month online course called Transcend 360 that is launching on January 1st. I got to see a sneak peek of it and it looks really amazing. So definitely head over to her website, drlayladoolittle.com to check it out. And you can also find her on Instagram at drlayladoolittle or at Resonance Wellness Collective. And Resonance Wellness is the name of her clinic, of her clinic and of her practice in person and online as a whole. In this episode, we truly discuss so much from Dr. Layla's personal health journey and why she wanted to get into being a functional medicine practitioner to her personal belief system on the value of functional wellness and health um, and about her education and how wellness and functional medicine can really help all of us align better with our higher self and therefore best self and higher purpose. Quick content warning, we do talk about a near-death experience in the beginning of the episode, so if that is something you're not comfortable hearing about, I recommend skipping to minute 17 of both the YouTube video and either Apple Podcasts or Spotify audio version. If you are new here, thank you so much for being here. Um, I've seen some new names and numbers popping up on stuff, which is so exciting to see, so really truly thank you for being a part of the collective and however that looks for you if you are here please subscribe to the cohere collective on youtube apple podcasts and spotify and leave me a comment down below telling me your biggest key takeaway from this episode i really want to know because there are so many insightful moments for me that i want to hear about your insightful moments with all of that being said let's take a deep breath And get started. Well, Dr. Doolittle, thank you so, so much for taking the time and energy and space to welcome me into your beautiful space, um, but to sit down and have a conversation with me. I so yes. appreciate it. Oh, it's an honor. I'm so excited to be able to share your energy and to have these conversations. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Well, the first question that I always ask any guest is just what is one thing that you're grateful for right mm-hmm. now, just to hopefully set the tone for our conversation. Oh, I love that. I am grateful for the bliss in life. Like, mm. It's honestly something that I feel like I have created the life of my dreams just by holding a high energy holding that high vibration and knowing and trusting that we can create the life of our dreams. And it's just about aligning with that highest vibration. Yeah. And it's, it's here. Yeah, (laughs) it definitely is here. So I totally agree with you in every single sense. I do think that some listeners and some people probably have misconceptions surrounding aligning with, higher vibrations Mm. aligning with higher energy how would you define that maybe for someone who Mm. hasn't explored what that looks like for them Mm. it definitely does require releasing doubts fears worry anxiety all of these negative emotions that can hold us hostage into like the those negative frequencies Mm. you know that then it's it interacts with our own ability for us to express ourselves in joy and peace and happiness and, and enlightenment and conscious evolution. And that's where whenever we align with that higher purpose of our soul, then it's so easy to walk this walk mm. of living in this higher vibration. And oftentimes we get distracted 
by life, by the difficult times, the difficult trials that may come our way. And we don't find that strength to hold strong and hold true to that, to hold true to that, you know, what our inner self is calling us to do and to be and how we're supposed to be showing up in life. And that's where if we can take these lessons in life, in this earth school, and appreciate how we're able to transmute that yeah. the difficult times and then find that inner strength and prove to ourselves in a beautiful way that helps us with our own self-love, our own self-respect to rise above those difficult times and come out shining that light even brighter, mm. even stronger, then that's where it just is, it perpetuates itself. And it's so easy to maintain that the next time that a difficult time comes along. The yeah. Trials, the lessons. You've practiced it. Yes. It's getting that muscle memory. Yes, it is. So diving a little bit into some of your personal experience, the second mm -hmm. question I always ask my guests is, what is your story? So <laughs> you mentioned in your discussion just now um, about earth school and how, <laughs> you know, we go through difficult times and yes. trials and tribulations, but it really does help us better align with our purpose. Mm. So I would love to hear your story yes. with earth school Thank and you. aligning with your purpose. I would love to share it. It is a story where I have a perspective of how every single one of my lessons has been so beautiful, no matter how difficult it was. When I was young, I had a blissful childhood, honestly. It was, I was so thankful and blessed to be gifted with the best family mm. my family connections they are like soul connections and we have gone through a lot together and just the difficult times we all rose above them yeah emotionally mentally we were support for each other and in that in those difficult trials that we experienced throughout my childhood and throughout growing up it was all just training us mm. so the the interesting things about my lessons is i think that i was able to step into this world of functional medicine due to some of my own health trials and that's the part of my story that i really align with appreciating those lessons like such as mold toxic black mold is one of those things that many people will have difficult times where it comes in and it suppresses the immune system so that it makes them more susceptible to many other health complications. And I was about 13 when I was first subjected to black mold. Mm. Beautiful little farmhouse that was deep in those Ark Mountains. I really loved and appreciated that aspect of my childhood, just being out in nature so much. Right. But the little farmhouse had lots of mold in it. And so as blissful as that aspect of my childhood was, living off the land and appreciating just being able to create a peaceful life out in nature, it was something that my own body, my own immune system, my own physical cells had to learn how to overcome right. that complication. When did you kind of awaken to this realization that it was, you know, these external factors that were impacting of course, because our health is connected mm -hmm. to the spiritual body, the mental body, and the mm -hmm. physical body. But at what point, because I would imagine it probably wasn't when you were 13 that you realized, oh, it's the black mold around yes. me that is contributing to these things. Mm -hmm. What was that moment of realization like for you? Yeah, great question. It, it definitely didn't happen until several years later that I was able to attribute it to black mold. I grew up as a very, very healthy child. My, Mom was just very into natural medicine. We never were vaccinated. We never had any medications growing up. We only used herbs and um, natural products, natural vitamins. And so because of that juxtaposition of growing up with perfect pure health mm. and then all of a sudden starting to have health complications, there were definitely question marks around it. And I, my first round of antibiotics came from 
a strep infection that was soon after the mold. Mm. It was like 13 to 14. There were so many health complications where my tonsils were very swollen and we were trying to figure it out. My first visit to a doctor's office happened to try to figure it out. And of course, what's the first line of defense is antibiotics without questioning what else is going on. And so then because of that cascade and wiping out my microbiome and then dealing with the complications from that, then it was... That was where about 15 was when I was able to understand there was such a huge change right about that time. And it was within less than a month of moving into that house. So that helped me to have like that perfect health and then non-perfect health. What's the change? What's the signifier? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is so powerful. So I feel like that that story is probably um unorthodox for Mm -hmm. a lot of our listeners um but you are a functional health practitioner Mm -hmm. and growing up in this world but also exploring it um what enlightened that passion to want to pursue this professionally and not just on your own for your own health journey Mm -hmm. or for you know the health journey of your family but why do this as your main mode of being, of living? Beautiful way to ask that question. It actually is another very impactful lesson that happened when I was 16, and it came in the form of a severe car accident. Oh, wow. Yes. I, in my, while I was driving, a car came into my lane, spun out of control, it was wet roads, had such a severe TBI, traumatic brain injury from that, that I actually, my consciousness left my body and it no longer felt safe. Like Ooh. who I was, my consciousness, and this took me into the realm of wanting to understand everything about the human brain and right. human consciousness. But I was actually removed from that unconsciously for about eight hours from the situation when my body went into shock. I ended up um, like throughout the emergency interventions. Then I was still outside of that conscious realm. Like I didn't recognize, I had amnesia. I didn't recognize my family. I didn't um, understand exactly how to interact Mm -hmm. with the EMTs. They ended up metaflighting me to, you know, go to a neurological ward. And it was like such an intense moment that I knew in that by the time that I did finally my consciousness reunited with my body, I was just hooked. I was yeah. so ready to accept, understand and explore every aspect of what is the mental, what is the physical, what is our mindset, what is our mindfulness, what is our mm. soul, and how is our consciousness interacting with all these different aspects of who we are, Right, and how is that channeled and embodied in the physical. Absolutely. And so then I was just from there every moment, every single day, soaking in as much information as possible and had the motivation, of course, on also healing myself from that. But understanding how to bring health into that realm of reuniting our soul's expression of who we are through this consciousness in the most optimal, healthy way right. to where we can withstand and be resilient against massive complications such as severe traumatic brain injury right. or chronic illness, chronic infections, etc. Yeah. This is so fascinating to me. Um, I, I don't know how much you know about my uh, formal education, but um, I study philosophy mainly mm. and the mind-body connection is something that is just endlessly curious yes um because it is impossible to prove that the non-physical mind or non-physical spirit interacts with our physical embodied being and yet we experience it every day Mm. every single human knows that there's something non-physical about us something energetic about us that is still interacting with our physical body Mm. i would love to know what that experience for those eight hours when you um, were separated Mm. from your body, where 
were you aware of where you were in that moment? No. Okay. Not at all. And that is one very interesting thing that I've gone back in my mind through meditation, through um, just kind of like past regression into that space to try to understand more. I, my consciousness was in a state of peace. Mm. So whether it's, you know, what someone say, near death experience, right. or more so just, I was absolutely in a state of being held up, being loved, being in this state of comfort. And, you know, like it's, that's the soul transformation that you can have whenever you no longer have to be in this like heavier denser form of frequency mm. which is channeled in the human body where our yeah. consciousness is expressed in the human body and that state of peace i've been able to continuously get back to mm. in my meditations and my peaceful um, transitions as i'm just attempting to like find that inner conscious channeling of that but as far as being able to tangibly explain, it's nothing. I was just in pure light. Yeah. That's all I know. And it was very peaceful there. Right. I almost didn't want to come back, but my human body and my brain was at the place where it was able to mm-hmm. heal. And I had that choice of coming back in. Right. And I had this wow. mission. I yeah. showed back up for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, of course, you have this mission. You rediscover it. Um Wow, I'm just, I didn't know any of this about your background. And I'm like, no wonder you have such a passion for this work. Um, What was your education experience like? Um, I have to imagine, at least for me, growing up with a family with very strong beliefs um, that raised me with a very specific set of values Mm -hmm. and morals and um, really promoted questioning Mm. and staying curious and um you know even things that my mom and dad would tell me they would say but also go study it on your own go look it up don't take our word for it (laughs) um and then being put into a different education system Mm. and that was not the expectation right and having that shift in um the power dynamics that you're mm-hmm. now in and how education and knowledge is transmitted. Yes. College was a really interesting time for me in that way. I imagine that you probably have a similar experience in the sense that you grew up in a household in a family that had very strong beliefs, mm-hmm. raised you with this certain set of beliefs. Of course, you develop your own as you get older as well. Um, yeah, I would love to hear about what that education experience was like. Mm. And please don't let me project anything onto you. I'm like, <laughs> no, now I'm totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. And yes, that is, I, I had a wonderful education system where thankfully with my family, we have always encouraged us to just like step out of the box. Every one of us, we have been able to just explore anything that we are fascinated with, interested with, and be held up and supported and encouraged from the family. So I was very blessed in that way. Mm. And with the the first levels of my education, just as far back as I can remember, whenever I was young, it, I just was passionate about studying, mm. passionate about learning. We didn't grow up with a television or watching movies and in that way our only form of entertainment or our main form of entertainment was reading, reading books. So I read thousands of books as a child and just couldn't take in enough information. And that's something that that insatiable hunger for learning has just always followed me, even to this day. I, yeah. I'm still constantly. Well, there's always something always else out there. Educational yeah. program that I'm ready to do. Yeah. And so then whenever I really went down this path of the pre-medical route, I knew like I was studying anatomy. I was fascinated with the physiology, the more tangible aspects couldn't get enough of the chemistry and Mm. the biology. And then transitioning into pre-med, I went into a great system where it was a private school and the specialty specifically was around getting outside of the box. Oh, how cool. College, Andrews University in Arkansas. 
And so they actually had a great program where they called it Odysseys. And it was where they would just donate 10,000, 15,000 to us for, for just going out into the world to explore, getting wow. out of the books. And so one of the Odyssey programs that I, I pitched and I was able to get the funding for was to go to Peru. I knew I wanted to study natural medicine. Mm -hmm. And so at first I had asked to go to Tibet. I wanted to study Tibetan Buddhist monks and yes. study traditional Chinese medicine. And at the time, because of the political scene and such, they were like, that's too dangerous for mm. a single young woman to go to. So wasn't that wasn't India to study Ayurvedic medicine, but I did find that it was called also to study like South American ancient medicines of what they've been using in the Amazon jungle for all of these amazing, um, you know, just healing herbs mm -hmm. and getting back to nature to understand how the earth can truly heal. Right. And that was very powerful to be able to go through the rainforest and actually study with the shamans and the medicine men yeah. to have them tell me how the plants are the teachers. And every single ingredient that we take in is information coming in. And it's not just information that your body understands bio biochemically. It's information also from the spirit of the plants, from mm. the living plants. And if we're receptive or for open energetically to that information being processed the right way, then that's where the truest cellular upgrades are occurring and coming from. And yeah. so my natural medicine mindset really was able to evolve from there. And as I was continuing through that pre-med program, I understood it's about that functional nutrition of understanding how we're aligning ourselves and opening ourselves up to that information, being more receptive and the frequencies being upgraded. Mm, how fascinating. I think so often there is this misconception that spirituality and science contradict each other mm -hmm. and that you can't hold both. Um, however, the more that I study, the more that I learn, the more that I have conversations like yes. this, the more my eyes are open to the fact that they are continually affirming mm. one another. Yes. And even listening to you talk about like the plant wisdom of, mm. yes, biochemically, of course, your body is going to react in a certain way. But spiritually, how is that plant grown? Like, yes. what are they carrying energetically? that interacts with your energy. Yes. And you can see how that affects you physically yes. in how that moves you forward. That is so powerful to mm -hmm. me. I love that. Yes. Um, so of course you became a doctor of functional medicine <laughs> yes. um, and you opened this beautiful, beautiful practice. I would love to hear about that journey to being a solo practitioner mm -hmm. and wanting to spread this message mm, beautiful yes i have always felt this calling to be that bridge between the science and the spirituality mm. because that is the truest science of all and us feeling that guidance within our own selves within our own body within our own mindfulness to be able to heal and to be able to optimally just create that frequency change that's where the healing is and that's mm. our understanding and awareness getting back to that. So I had many amazing and incredible mentors. I'm so grateful for all the understanding, the education, the enlightenment that I've learned from them. And my greatest teacher is my higher self mm. that is clicked in, that is, you know, open to channeling in whatever the greater downloads are, whatever the truth is. And so that's something that whenever I was going through the different um, internships, the programs, the residency, and really just like starting to get into the practice, where I found the most miracles occurring was when I would step away from just the algorithmic thoughts mm. that can happen from such higher states of learning and instead just get back to channeling that inner knowing to get back to the energy mm. and that energy transference so that's why resonance wellness came to be yes. the resonance as resonating with that higher frequency 
right? Resonating from that higher self mm-hmm. and bringing that out in each one of our patients, connecting them to that. Absolutely. Well, and like you said, bridging that gap. Um, as one of your patients, it's really been transformative for me even. I was telling someone the story the other day of um, when I first got a chiropractic adjustment from you, which one, your chiropractic treatment is so unique and special to other chiropractors that I've seen. It's so gentle, but effective that I just think it's wonderful. So weird aside, (laughs) Um, but I remember because I have knee issues, you telling me that there is this connection between the spirituality of your knees. It's something that is literally holding your body up and yes. helping propel you forward. Yes. And if there's a mistrust of your path, it can manifest in your joints. Yes. Or if there's a mistrust of that joint, how is that also feeding back into the spirituality, this yes. whole loop of it connecting? Mm-hmm. And that has really been something that I have meditated on and Mm -hmm. focused on in my own health journey. And it was just so powerful for me. Um, What is it like working with patients? Every person who walks in is different. Their energy is different. And not to say that um, more typical medical practices aren't complex and nuanced Mm -hmm. for each patient, but I would have to imagine that trying to bridge someone's energetic healing with their physical healing adds in this other layer of complexity. Yes. Um, How do you approach that? Mm, Beautiful. Well, it is a, it is very much an intuition type Mm. of guidance that I allow myself and trust in whenever I'm working with each individual. I feel intuitively where they're at and what is best for them to hear in that moment what their soul is ready for. Yeah. The energy transference is going to happen anyway, regardless. Just every time I put my hands on someone, I'm allowing for Reiki energy to flow through me to them so that they have the highest state of healing. Every time that I'm adjusting, I'm trusting that we're helping to create that healthy, innate flow. Mm -hmm. The innate is their own ability to heal. Yes. And that's outside of their conscious knowing. There is so much that whenever they are ready to consciously become aware, that's when things unlock. And that's Mm. when they can go to the next level because then they take ownership and they appreciate, like, for example, the knee situation, Mm -hmm. metaphysical anatomy of understanding that there could be something that's holding them back from their path and that if they can consciously step past that or allow themselves to move forward, then they can resolve once and for all this knee issue or they can get step out of that recurrent loop. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful and enlightening. But we just have to trust that it's all in the right time. Yeah. And some, some are more closed-minded and that's okay. Yes. Because they'll get there eventually. Right. And this healing shifts them closer and closer towards asking the right questions or being aware or just being in that state of being comfortable learning outside of their belief system or outside of their typical line of thought. Okay. So this is, I'm actually going to take a sip of my Mm -hmm. coffee as well as waiting for it to cool down and I haven't been able to. Mm. Yeah. It's upgraded coffee. It's a bulletproof with cacao powder Yum. and lion's mane for brain function, optimal brain function, reishi for your immune system and helping with the mitochondrial response. Like oh, response. I love that. Yes, cordyceps. The cordyceps is for cellular function, cellular optimization, also great for just like movement physically. Mm. And it has a little cinnamon, for blood sugar regulation and control, and then some MCT oil. Oh, fun. Highly upgraded D8 bubble for from coconut. I love that. Well, there you go. That's what I'm drinking today. Um, and it's delicious too. I feel like a lot of the times when uh, people see like different health products that are labeled like that. It's like, well, it must be disgusting. It's like, no, it's actually quite delicious. It's great. Um, Yes, thank you. Um, 
So shifting gears, like you said, there are some people that are going to be more close-minded. Um, and I don't mean to keep coming back to that, but I do think that it's, um, since we're having a conversation that is so widely open to the public, I do think it's important to try and challenge thoughts that maybe people are carrying into listening to this episode, mm. right? What are they carrying in with them? Um, have you ever had people like come into your office that are ready for treatment, have found your practice and are still close-minded to it? Because I would imagine mm. that they're like most of the time clients are probably very open to it if yes. they're choosing, electing to come here. Yes. However, I would imagine that there is some mm. tension Mm -hmm. in at least engaging with someone who isn't quite um, on the same frequency as you are. Yes, thank you for asking that question. I actually am very, very blessed in this way that almost everyone who has ever come into my practice or joined me virtually, they are ready. There's mm. one exception. <laughs> and it was about six months ago. And it was actually a, a young girl's mom who had mm. scheduled this appointment. She was about 17 and she had been adopted. And I collected that she was had had a lot of traumas around her health since she was very young, had a lot of emotional sure. frustration, resentment about her health being like taken from her hands about her own health journey mm. and then her adopted mother you know attempting to schedule this appointment for her so they both walked into my office i felt immediate disresonance mm -hmm. which is very rare for me and typically i'm able to very quickly just hold space hold right. the love hold the light and help someone shift out of that and this young girl i had respect for her that she was just not there and mm -hmm. she deserves to be able to make her decisions and mm. so i just in gratitude let them shift out of my office very right. quickly within like two <laughs> minutes it was the quickest in and out and yep. i gave her the open invitation that whenever she was ready to come back and have the conversation if that was by herself once she turns 18 then great right. that would be a lovely time absolutely and how powerful too that even in someone not coming into the practice, that it is still honoring your methodology of aligning anyone who walks through the doors or yes. walks into your space, trying to help align them with their higher self. Yes. And I mean, with this story, it sounds like her path is trying to find that agency in her health journey and walking through those doors wasn't that for her in right. that moment. And so <laughs> What a better way to honor her trying to further her journey than saying, this isn't your choice. You right. get to make a choice in this yeah. moment. How powerful is that? Um, I really, really love that. Um, now I would just like to kind of open it up to hear what your, I don't, I don't want to say the word definition because that sounds so, um, constricting, but, um, conception of functional wellness truly is mm. what does that actually mean mm. to you and that this i know that's hefty <laughs> i'm so happy you asked this because i have a great answer for you where i feel like functional medicine natural medicine is we want to all understand root causes mm. we want to understand what could cause the cellular response, the organ system's dysfunction that then leads to health complications? And there are many times that we will get lost in the weeds with just understanding chronic illness and chronic infections. And we say, well, it could be the biotoxins and the environmental toxins that are affecting the receptors on the cells. And, you know, like we go into the, all the biochemical processes and aspects but the truest root cause is what affected the resilience of your own system. Mm. And this is so many times emotional and mental traumas that can occur that then affect the resilience. 
But what what allowed even that lack of resilience against emotional right. trials, tribulations, lessons that are coming into our into our space for us to learn from? What prevented us from being able to fully step forward in this with just all the excitement and appreciation for the lesson to say, yeah. let's courageously take this on, mm-hmm. rise above this and keep holding true to our light. And that's the energetic aspect. Mm. That's that spiritual aspect. This is the truest root cause of health concerns and dysfunctions that then leads to this cascade. So functional medicine to me is getting back to that state of building resilience of being able to have every single patient get back into the resonance with their higher self and to be able to truly bring that light in every single day and choose the peace, choose the joy, choose the happiness, the appreciation, Mm -hmm. the love and the light. And every single moment, just constantly come back to that in their own Mm. life and create the reality of their dreams, create the health of their dreams. Right. The life of their dreams is easily going to follow. Absolutely. And I think it's so fascinating how... um, easy it is for us to acknowledge, oh, of course, stress impacts our health and um, because it impacts our sleep. And we all know we don't feel as well. We're Mm -hmm. we're not getting good sleep and it can make you can make yourself sick like these kind of adages and idioms that people throw around and um, are discussed widely. And even um, like herbal remedies that we all got growing up, like I remember my grandma making me a hot toddy when I was like <laughs> three. And, you know, it's crazy to think yes. that you would give alcohol to a child, <laughs> but that's like an old wives yes. like remedy. Not to say that that is necessarily on the same level as an organic herbal remedy, but there are these things that I think we have already accepted. Mm. And yet there are other aspects of this that I think is so difficult to fully embrace. Mm. What do you think that challenge is for us as a society to really embrace this path of wellness? I mm. think that it, at least if I could share my opinion on it, yes, um, culturally and societally, it seems like there is um, hesitancy to embrace the truth because of mm. the pain that that would mean acknowledging. Yes. And so it's easier to push past it and mm. accept just the little crumbs of it yeah. of, um, oh, well, stress is going to make me um, get sick or I need to get good sleep, those little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But this full appreciation of really getting back to that root mm. self that can heal itself um, would really require us to confront a lot of things. I think that's really difficult societally, but also personally. Mm -hmm. But yes, so this, I think, unfortunate barrier to entry that I think some people just have cognitively already this block Mm -hmm. up to accepting um, some of this truth, some of this Mm -hmm. reality. I would love to hear your thoughts about that. I think it's all in their soul's time Mm. like every one of us is responsible for our own soul upgrades and we each have so much individual will and that's the beautiful gift is that yes it does take courage to show up for the lessons and to allow ourselves to make the choice of Mm. do we have the stress just take us down do we then fall into the rut of, well, it's because of the stress that now my health concerns are happening. Mm. It's because of these external events that I can't control. You know, that's too easy to say that, but really, we we absolutely can control yeah. every day that we are choosing with courage, the love, the light, the peace, the joy, and knowing that we can take ownership for creating our own reality. That's whenever we can truly step out of that, out of that difficult time, the difficult repetition of the processes, and we can choose to have that control. Taking that responsibility and that ownership is very difficult. Yeah. But whenever we do, wow, what a blissful life. Well, and I think 
just the power of choice, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's really terrifying and difficult for, um, at least for me, realizing that everything I ever did in my life is my choice. Um, You always, always, always have a choice. Um, Even if it feels like it's between two bad options, Mm -hmm. um, you still have an option, right? Um, And I think that at least for me, stepping into that was so empowering, mm. but it's almost that thing where it's like anxiety and excitement both show up very similarly yes. in the body. It's like choice is both anxiety and excitement in yes. that it shows up with this fear and this empowerment. Mm. Um, and I think the big shift for me has been shifting from fear or lack into Mm -hmm. like abundance and trust. And I know that you mentioned trust a lot throughout Mm -hmm. our conversation so far um, and aligning with your higher purpose. And I think that those are lifelong journeys. Um, What are some ways that you practice trust Mm -hmm. and trusting yourself Mm -hmm. and your higher self? Yes. Well, it definitely goes back to the adage of like the more that you stay in that space, the easier it is because mm. it's just like your soul knows how to di- quickly shift or gently shift into that space without as much of that um, like thought behind it or mm. as much of the effort behind it. Right. So meditation is a very easy way to say that's going to help train your system for right. it. With my lifestyle, I don't have much time to just sit still and meditate. So I am always meditating Mm. every moment between actions. When I'm driving in the car, I'm in that deep meditation. I'm in the mindfulness. When I'm eating every single meal, I'm in a deep mindfulness meditation of appreciating that I'm aligning myself with the information being received Mm. from that food as medicine approach. When I'm you know, interacting with my, in my practice or with my team, I'm holding into that higher state of light because I know that that's helping with their own conscious projection of them being able to stay in that deep state of mindfulness Mm -hmm. as well. And every single action and interaction should come from that space. Mm. And that's where it's, I appreciate and I take on with gratitude any lessons whenever there may be a little stressful event where most people would label it as stressful right it's never that in my mind i am always so grateful for that chance for me to again feel that resilience within myself right and for my soul to courageously show up and just take in that breath and know that everything is okay everything will always be okay and to trust in that and it's now just my constant Mm -hmm. it's my constant way of being and existing to stay in this higher state of being and to stay in the love and the light Mm. and that also allows for anyone around me for any interaction around me for us to help bring that up within that other being within that other team within that other group within the collective we're all yeah we're all upgrading together so every moment that i'm doing this within myself i'm creating the reality where mm-hmm. everyone around me is also in this higher state of mindfulness totally absolutely well and i also think too about how our collective energies communicate with one another mm, yes. we all have our own energetic field and this is another way for me where i think that the science and the spirituality totally just align for me mm-hmm. in that um we know through um the way atoms work yes. that it's actually non-physical and mm. it's mainly energy. Yes. And so, of course, all of us where we conceptualize of ourselves as physical beings mm-hmm. are just little balls of energy. Yes. And of course, it's going to interact with someone else's energy. How I, I really admire your commitment to ch- making this consistent choice. Um And I think for me, in my mind, something that I still struggle with is seeing it as a letting go Mm. choice as opposed to an effortful choice. 
Um, could you talk a little bit about mm. that and Definitely. what that looks like for you? Yes. Yeah. There is so much about letting go and releasing and just knowing and trusting. Mm-hmm. And that's what trust is, is truly just letting go, letting go of forcing the outcome and knowing and trusting that just aligning with this higher energetic aspects will bring in that positive frequency. But letting go, that's where the courage comes in, the mm. courage and the the trust in a greater, higher purpose, the higher um, consciousness. And that's where, you know, spiritually, it takes work. It takes effort in mm. the beginning just to overcome what the typical or the normal or maybe the past mindset has mm. been. And so then as soon as we're able to get away from that effort, that's where we're able to free our souls to be able to express and just be able to exist in this higher state of light and love. And that letting go, I think the training for it, going back to just meditations Mm. and being able to practice different arts of meditation of just practically Mm -hmm. focusing on the breath focusing on the heartbeat, focusing on appreciation for how these are our connections and these are ways that our soul, our consciousness is able to be in this reality and just be in a state of perfection. That's a tangible way that we each can continue to tap into that when we feel like we have to have more control because in the end, your body still wants to be in the state of health. And so Mm -hmm. the heartbeat is going to continue beating regardless of how stressful the situation is around you or how peaceful it is that heartbeat is there and we can focus in on it and we have this conscious control where it shows that intangible to the tangible right so you can focus in on the pulse and focus in on the heartbeat and you feel the heart is beating so quickly so how do we control that with the inhale and the exhale and that in itself there's so many beautiful, tangible aspects of how that has control. Mm. Like, for example, I've seen on ultrasound before tight muscles where there were trigger points and the ultrasound sound is showing us real time the interaction of the breath and how the breath, whenever you inhale in nice, long mindfulness level breath mm-hmm. and then exhale that, how the muscle fibers that were all congealed and tightened constricted all start to relax and then the blood flow mm. even comes back into that muscle so you actually have tangible impact on those capillaries and how the interaction of the cardiovascular system can relax the tension relax the muscles and so then in that tangible way that breath is constantly doing that mm. all day every day whenever we are mindfully breathing that's our quickest aspect to have that healthy interaction of bringing that consciousness back in and being able to shift and transition again back to that state of relaxation Mm. and the effortless mindfulness and being able to let go and know and trust that intracellularly extracellularly physically our bodies are capable and how much is our consciousness holding us back from that yeah. if we're choosing to live in those states of disresonance? Right. Absolutely. Um, one more question until I, I say one more question. I have so many more questions, of <laughs> course. Um, resonance. Yes. Such a beautiful word. And entrusting to return to that resonance, I think that a really big part of the beginning of this journey, Mm -hmm. at least it was for me, I think for a lot of people is learning how to identify when they feel the resonance Mm -hmm. or identify what is my highest self, what is my most evolved self um, and what is not, what is, Mm -hmm. you know, a a little gremlin in the back of your head or is it, a productive message download, mm-hmm. right? And really yes. being able to um, identify and feel what being aligned feels mm-hmm. like and then trusting that alignment. Yes. How would you describe that feeling? Mm-hmm. Or 
knowing or whatever word you would yes. use to describe what I'm trying to get out yeah. at here. I would love to hear more about it. Yes. Well, that was helpful that you mentioned the word feeling because that emotions are a way that we can tap into this energy and interpret the energy. Our limbic system, that part of our brain, which has the emotional centers that can project and help us to understand what our emotions mean, that is constantly being interpreted by our body. So as our brain and our body are interpreting emotions and feelings, we call it somatosensory, somato indicating bodily and sensory, taking in sensory sensory connections or interactions and perceptions around us. And then how that's interpreted by the limbic system to now create what we feel as an emotion. Mm. This is a projection of how our brains can perceive when we're aligned, when mm. we're aligned with that higher state of resonance. So that feeling of peace, it's defining what that peace is like. And many times patients will have it just stacked in their consciousness, what is not peace. And then because they're focusing on that, then they're continuing to create all of that right that's how we create our reality is what we focus on focus is energy mm-hmm. and so we have to find that feeling of complete peace through like a bliss and an excitement a joy a happiness and that does have a role to play in the biochemical processes we are able to easily turn on certain pathways in the brain that can produce those neurotransmitters just with our conscious thought mindfulness. Right. Many times patients have to get from point A to point G before they can feel that. Maybe not all the way to Z because that takes a while to get to that place where they're absolutely resonating at Mm -hmm. pure bliss, joy, happiness, and love constantly. But even to get to this place where it's easier to get into that state of resonance, that's where we do use some herbs and supplements and maybe giving them the building blocks for their brain to produce those right. neurotransmitters, to be able to tap into those states, to train those neural pathways on how to mm. release all those healthy dopamine, serotonin, GABA, neurotransmitters, et cetera. And that's what functional medicine, functional neurology does have a beautiful role to play in that. And that helps to transition them to actually understanding now, once they have experienced it, then they can get there in their mind right. with the mindfulness, with the just constant state of maintaining that higher conscious thought. And that is something that I know I've always wanted to bridge that gap, as we were saying. Mm-hmm. And that soul level can then take over from there. And then it's just great to have the camaraderie and the tribe mm. and that the space for us to feel that resonance with others that are also in a like-minded path. Yeah. And so that's a beautiful thing is we have the building blocks in place and we have all the transitions. So if they're starting in A or they're starting at D or E, and then they're trying to get to D to where they can just take off, great. Then it's like the, the steps are there, the levels are there. We know how to help the patient to get to that level. It starts with them first and when they're courageously ready to show up for it. And I have noticed that many times the comfort zone Mm. of patients, they stay in those those states where they want to just take that supplement because that's comfortable to them. They can see that that bottle right there is holding their ability for them to Mm. feel better. Yeah. And so they continue to take the supplement and they continue to focus on what they're putting on their plate, just hoping that they can maintain it. But in the end, I'm still going to continue trying to encourage them to get further, to go further into this mindfulness so that their their own consciousness can take over mm. and take the driver's seat in their health journey. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I, I feel like I keep saying that that's powerful, but it's because it is, and that's yes. truly what's coming up for me. Um, just I'm like absolutely I think that there is this um kind of idea that it's like oh once you find what works for you you stick with it you found it if it ain't broke don't fix Mm -hmm. it and it's to a certain extent 
sure, I'm sure there are certain things that are necessary for um, different people in different situations. But if you know that you can push past and that can help you elevate and align, yes, it's the courage and yes. the trust. I think um, totally with the like having this tangible like thing that I can see that I know is going to help, mm-hmm. throwing that away for trusting in myself to be able to do that yeah. is really scary. But it all comes back to that trust in mm-hmm. self and in spirit. Yes. Right. And that this next lesson is going to rise and help mm-hmm. take me to that next step. Yes. That is really, really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about your offerings here <laughs> yes. at Residence Wellness yes. and what inspired them, mm-hmm. how they help you do this work, yes. um, maybe what your favorites are. Yes. I would just love to hear about it. Yes, absolutely. We've created a very beautiful um, like hybrid practice, I think is the way we'd label it, with the brick and mortar aspect and then also the virtual aspect because I have known that it's it's always about getting patients away from just this one category of here are the tangible mm. ways to get you back on track. We know, yes, with detox and yes, with biotoxin burden clearing protocols and environmental toxins, we're clearing those out and all of these ways that we are helping patients to get to a healthier plane of physically, that's important. But we also want to create a transcendence. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason why we have created this Transcendence 360 program, which this is the way that we take them into these higher seats of being, to the resilience. And this is where we give so many resources and tools and just the community itself, the the group calls themselves are a way to hold each other up in inspiration and also to just share this these more transcendent levels of thought mm. that will then allow them to get away from just being dependent on constant protocols constantly right. having to have something tangibly to maintain their health how do we transcend past that to create that resilience to where they don't get taken down by that little exposure to the malt or Mm. they don't get thrown off track by that big stressful event that occurred and now their health is back a few steps. I want them to be able to constantly live this, Mm. just like what we've been talking about, live in this higher state of being in their health journey. And so that's my favorite aspect, absolutely. We also, of course, do have therapies that are very important because as we know energy healing is beautifully done in person if we are able to do that and so we have different circuits and therapies that throughout the years i've channeled in different ideas and taken all the different philosophies of that from what i've learned throughout my educational systems and functional neurology functional medicine the lymphatic specialties understanding the various chronic illnesses and how to actually help the patients to release what is feeling their toxic burden bucket Mm. so that then they start with that blank state they start with a a wide open healthy system and that's where the transcendence then can come in. Right. So we have the wonderful therapies where we have patients fly and drive in. If they live here in Dallas, that's great and easy way to do it. And then we also have retreats where we do quarterly retreats that we can offer many of these types of therapies along with the energy healing, Reiki therapy, and some of these other very powerful hands-on treatments in a place where it's one with nature Mm. and that's healing within itself. Just being in this beautiful space with all the energy that we create and hold for them. And then the patients are able to just come and, you know, fully, fully integrate and really get in tune with that higher self and fully release whatever it is that no longer serves them so that they can then move forward. Mm, I love that word integrate, right? It's like so often there's disparate pieces of life that 
we have and it's like oh well this doesn't connect to this and mm. this i have my work and my life and yes. my work life balance and <laughs> you know it, that's just very much um i think part of how our culture approaches things but to be able to integrate everything into seeing it as a part of yes. your path of purpose yes. of pursuing joy mm. um and wellness and yes. love and truth and your highest self is just beautiful yes um i have two more questions my second to last is did i miss anything in light of our conversation and everything that we've just mm. talked about is there anything you want to clarify return mm. to that we didn't touch on um anything at all this mm. is space to throw it out well, there one thing that's coming to me right now is i think it is so important that we each internally look inward, feel, what is it that brings us bliss? Mm. What is it that lights our soul on fire, that gets us so happy and so excited that we are just bubbling over with so much joy and happiness, it's infectious, and it creates a ripple effect in the collective consciousness. Whatever that is, that's our, that's our mission. That's our purpose. That's our calling. And it's not just being in a seat of service and giving to the world and that's how we're going to change the world because you are giving to the world when you are absolutely overflowing with this excitement and joy for life and whatever that is that brings that bliss about that's what we seek more of every single one of us every day every moment <laughs> absolutely 100 percent. i Seek what sets your soul on fire. Mm, yes. That is the stuff. That is the stuff. <laughs> yes, is. My last question mm. is just what is one word to describe how you're feeling right now? Just to <laughs> kind of tie our conversation up in a in a neat oh, little bow. That is beautiful. That's exactly that. It is that bliss. It's that excitement, that joy, that passion for knowing that I am walking my walk. And it is attainable. And every single moment of just being in this absolute happiness and joy, this is something, it is a ripple effect. Like we've had this transparent. Anyone who hears this or feels this or is open, they're going to be inspired. And this is what I'm feeling is I have so much gratitude, so much happiness and joy. Thank you so thank much. You. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank mm. you. I cannot wait for <laughs> this to be out there and yes. shared. I just can't yes. thank you enough for your time and energy. Mm, thank you for holding space for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm. you. Thank you all so much for being here today, listening to this wonderful conversation with the amazingly talented Dr. Layla Doolittle. I'm sure you can tell from this conversation just the wealth of knowledge she has about this functional wellness world, but also healing in general. And it's been really useful to me in my own health journey. Um, so I highly recommend you check out her work and just functional wellness in general. I think it can be really helpful for the physical aspect of becoming our highest selves. I would love for you to be a part of this conversation. So again, please leave me down below what your biggest insight from this episode was. I am just endlessly fascinated with this world that connects our bodies to our mental and spiritual selves. So that is something that I'm going to keep exploring and I would love to hear your thoughts about that or any other insights you had. You can also head over to the comments on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, or threads all at the Cohere Collective to let me know even more of your thoughts. And you could follow me on Instagram at Lillian Reese Brown if you so wish. And if you want more of Dr. Layla Doolittle, you can follow her on Instagram at Dr. Layla Doolittle. Her brick and mortar and online community is at Resonance Wellness Collective on Instagram. And you can head to her website, drlaylaDoolittle.com. Again, please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts wherever you listen. Leave a comment down below. Give me a five-star rating and review. 
It is truly the best way to spread the word of what I'm trying to do here at the Cohere Collective and what Making Meaning is all about. Sharing the podcast is also a wonderful way to start conversations with important people in your life. Um, I say that after some episodes and I actually realized the other day that I've started having more meaningful conversations with people in my life because of the podcast, because friends and family will listen to it and be like, oh my gosh, you had this episode. Can we talk about it? And I'm like, yes, of course. That's what I want to happen with the podcast. This is amazing. Um, So hopefully you'll have that experience too if you share the pod. Big thank you to Tristan Morgan for making Meanings theme music. You can find him on Instagram at Tristan Morgan. And a big thank you to Nicole O'Striker for making Meanings art and podcast cover. And you can find her on Instagram at Nicole O Creates and Nicole O Design. Right now, I'm feeling energized, which is kind of odd for me at four till six o'clock at night. Um, I oddly... It just switched till four till six o'clock at night. I don't know if you're an angel number person. I am. I love angel numbers. Today I have seen two 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 three 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 four 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 and now five five five. All today, which is crazy. I never see all four um, of those timestamps or even four angel numbers in a day. So I just feel like that's a sign from the universe saying that I'm on the right path. Um, and if you're waiting for a message from your higher power, your um, connected consciousness or whatever you look to for guidance let this be your message that says trust your gut trust your third eye trust your inner and highest you you already have everything you need within you so yeah i'm feeling energized ready to keep doing this work full moon was today at 10 a.m and it just The moon is so beautiful. The fact that there's even a moon, fab. (laughs) I can't take credit for that. I saw that in a text post, but I really love it. The fact that there's even a moon, fab, love. Um, And the fact that you're even here, fab. The fact that I'm here talking to a camera and a microphone about making meaning and angel numbers, fab. What a silly, wonderful, happy life I get to live and I can't thank you enough for being a part of it. I think the more people I get to connect with, the more joy and peace I am brought. So thank you. I love you. You are worthy. And I hope you feel like you are living more coherently. Until next time, love.